Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaos. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Horror on the Orient Express, where we are about to see what happens when you take an unstoppable force and they meet an immovable object. And uh, as such, we will uh, begin the show again, as we always like to do at the top of it, with thanking our listeners and our Patreon supporters. If you would like to subscribe or check out what we have to offer on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash the old ways podcast if you're into live events in the summer of 2023 we'll be at origins in columbus ohio where you can stop in see cast members possibly get signed merchandise and then watch us do some fun q a's with uh, cast members from multiple campaigns uh, very much greatly looking forward to it and so we'll get started with introductions to my right Hi there, this is Mike, and I play James Robert Fraser, who is currently soaking wet and clambering over some rocks face-to-face with a naked Miss Margaret Bellinger. Well, no, wait a minute. That's not her face. No, sir, it is not. And to Mr. Fraser's right. Hi, this is Rena. I play Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy, and I'm not allowed, about to let Maggie get in the way of my destiny. Hmm. I find that very, very interesting destiny more on that later at the end of the table hi this is giles and i'm playing simon griffith and simon's just climbing up that hill with a gun that's true indeed you are and last most certainly not least in this case hi this is miranda and i play maggie bellinger and is it just me or is it a little drafty in here it is slightly drafty so we are again in the missing professor courtney uh formation he likely is somewhere being either consumed by hunting horrors or finally, finally, that long-awaited math test has arrived. Uh, we're going to raise the curtain tonight just as we left it before, and that would be with a soaking wet Miss Bellinger barreling towards Lady Elizabeth. And so as these two forces, one from the top, one from the bottom, are going to meet likely in the middle, I'm going to pan the camera up a little bit, and I'm going to show Simon Griffith, who is finishing his ascent at the top of the hill and now has a wonderful perch by which to see many things. And so I will ask Simon if you would make a spot hidden roll for me at the top of this location. All right. That's a 74 over 51. So I, Simon, will push the roll... He's going to take off his hat, rest it on the stalactite, you know, put it on the stalagmite next to him like a hook, rub his eyes. He's got all this electrical static in them currently, and bring up the Thompson and sight down it, looking to see who's closest to any of the party members. Very good, sir. Go ahead and give me the push on that, if you would. Zero five. Very advantageous. Uh, So you notice a couple of things. One thing you notice is down the hill, given your vantage point directly in front of you, Lady Elizabeth is marching her way carefully but stridently up what looks like a, a sweep of this rock form that serves as a ramp. You also see a rather clothing bereft Maggie Bellinger barreling down this same ramp towards Lady Elizabeth. And there in the water and rocking spaces beyond, you see two massive groups of the same sorts of fellows that you dealt with in the caverns before, closing in like a school of sharks to the rocks here. Some of them are beginning to fight with one another. Others of them seem to be angling directly towards the rock. 
and likely your fellow investigators. Are there any that seem more interested in the investigators than themselves? Then you mean than each other? Yeah, it's uh, the ones that are behind Lady Elizabeth definitely look like, um, well, the ones behind her are wearing are, are fezzed gentlemen, especially, and they are hot on her trail. They're they're looking to do her some type of bodily harm. How close are they to her? Would it be like shooting into combat? Well, they're not directly engaged in melee combat just yet, and that's because they haven't had an opportunity to act yet. And so you could preempt them before they get into that combat. Simon would like to do that if that's all right. Sure. So I guess if you would enlighten me as to how you would like to do that. Well, I'm going off the assumption that Simon, due to the magical nature of his current eyesight, does at least have a clear view on them. So hopefully that the only any bonus dice that they would get would just be for cover, not for the darkness. And so I'm going to, learning my lesson of firing the whole drum, I will do a targeted burst at the one closest to Lady Elizabeth. Okay. So I'm going to have you make a roll for it. And then if your roll is successful, because it's an automatic weapon, you'll roll the lethality rating of the weapon. Zero seven. Mm, Okay. So that's definitely a success. So what I want you to do is roll those 10% chance again. And because it's a submachine gun, it effectively has what is called a kill radius. And that kill radius is between one to three meters, which would encompass the man directly on her tail and then the one directly behind him. So you'll roll percentages twice. And if you get under 10, let me know. 90 and 76. No. Okay. Neither roll you can fumble, which is great. So I'm going to have you roll uh, 3d6. 12. Okay. Uh, so breaking the the relative ambiance of a cave with all the sloshing water and all of the echoes off the wall, everyone here hears a short burst of gunfire. And the feeling that you were getting that someone was descending on you, Lady Elizabeth, is suddenly ripped away. Like someone took a fresh sheet right off the bed. Uh, So for you, Maggie, directly behind Lady Elizabeth, one of these men that you'd seen pursuing her is peppered with gunfire. Uh, You have seen a dead body before. You have seen now a few of them. That said, it is not easy to see someone ripped apart by bullets. Mm -hmm. However, you are fairly steadfast in your desires. And so I won't, I won't call for a sanity roll in at this point. Okay. Uh, And for you, Fraser, the, the Thompson's firing pattern is pretty recognizable. And you can tell from your vantage point that, Simon's taken the one closest closest to her away. He's a, he's dealt with him. Good work, Simon. If you deal with them, I'll deal with these. So, Miss Bellinger, we're going to get to you now. And and for the um for the sake of our audience, you are also going to get to Lady Elizabeth. And so what I would like to know is what are you prepared to do when East meets West? So I know Maggie wants to snatch the medallion, but I don't know if that's what she would go for. I think in her mind, she would just be wanting to stop Lady Elizabeth from making the trade before she can make the trade. So rather than a snatch and grab, Maggie would just in her blind rage at Lady Elizabeth trying to steal this body part from her would tackle Lady Elizabeth. Okay. So, that does appear like a grapple to me. Um, because it is a fighting brawl rule, which is not essentially, which, which is not focused on dealing damage. What you're, it sounds like what you're trying to do is basically tackle her. Yeah. And I think that sounds fantastic. And so, I guess the first I want to do is compare builds. So, your build versus her build. Um, my size is 50. Not your size. You have build. Build zero. Oh, yeah, build zero as well. This is going to be fantastic. Sorry, I'm looking for the specifics for it so I can get it right. 
We haven't done a ton of PvP. And um, so opposed roles, you only you get if you're the attacker and you're smaller build than the person you're attacking, you get vanity dice. Okay. So yeah, it looks like it's just opposed fighting brawl rolls. Fun. Mm-hmm. Seventy-four. I think I've consistently rolled in the seventies on a lot of these lately. Fighting brawl is thirty-five. Ooh. I passed with a twenty-six. Okay, so Miss Bellinger comes at you wet, naked, and she's growling about give me the medallion. And she comes at you in a real way. It is way more aggressive than you've ever seen her. And you have to fight her off. So, Mr. Fraser? It's me, is it? Right. Well, um, considering the fact that Simon has just dealt with the uh, gentleman that I was uh, concerned about and Miss Ballinger and her ladyship seem to be... Well, I don't know quite what they're doing. Um, I will focus my attentions on the rather unpleasant fellows that are um, heading our way through the water, and uh, there's one of them fairly near me. So I think um, I will take my revolver in hand and um, attempt to dissuade him from engaging uh, in hand-to-hand combat with me by uh, filling him full of lead. That is one way to dissuade someone. How far away from me is he, approximately? Which is code for is he in point blank range? Uh, so that's a good question. Uh, your dex, sir? My dex is 60, so point blank range for me would be 12 feet. He's not within 12 feet now. Okay, no worries. I will um, attempt to fire my weapon into his fleshy bits. That is not a success. That is a 94, um, and I am not going to spend the huge amount of luck required to turn that into a success. Okay, you fire. And uh, that's a revolver, so you didn't elect to take more shots than one this round, so we'll assume it's just just one shot. Yeah, no, just one shot, yeah. Very good, very good, very good. Uh, Lady Elizabeth. Yes, (laughs) I've just pushed off Miss Pellinger. (laughs) I will just say this. You've, You've prevented her from tackling you. This is not a situation where you will simply be able to, you know, pirouette and step around Miss Bellinger and keep moving. Um, she is an active combatant on a, on a path which is essentially five feet wide, mm-hmm. and she's not just going to let you by. So you're going to have to come up with a plan to um, make your way around her in some fashion or, um, you know, pitch her off the side or whatever you're going to do. But, but uh, let's figure out a way. Can I climb up? Sure. Just sort of a, well... She's there. I'm not going to try and push her off into the into the lake or something, but I've got stuff to do, and she's in my way. You can absolutely make uh, a climb roll. I would say, given that you have a combatant in melee range, mm-hmm. climbing is going to be a difficult task, but show me what you got. Uh, do I need a hard success? Uh, I would say in this regard, likely. Okay, so if I spend six points of luck, it's a hard success. Okay. And I'm willing to do that. <laughs> okay. You begin scaling the wall. Um, you're not totally to the next tier. There's a little bit of space. Also, you you definitely hear uh, the footsteps uh, above you. There's someone up there. Uh, you're not terribly certain who, because they're firing from cover. I'll poke them with my cane if I have to, but I need to get up there first. Certainly. Certainly. Okay. Uh, that will take us to the cult du jour, as I am calling it. The cultists begin to, and these other men begin descending on this space. This one is going to move directly up to <laughs> Miss Bellinger and likely not bother her at all because he's likely just not, he's not prepared to fight a naked woman at this point. These are going to come over here. And so, Simon, from your vantage point, you see some of these different, these two groups, disparate groups, beginning to engage with one another. Um, but there are a couple of stragglers here that have, have pulled away. And so the closest one, the second man who is behind you, Lady Elizabeth, is going to make a fighting brawl roll with you as he's going to try to grapple you. He's going to try to jump up and grab your leg and yank you back down. So I could just kick back at him. If you would like to contest it with fighting back, sure, certainly I'd, I'd let you. Well, I don't I don't think I can dodge, can I? Uh, no, not likely. So. 
Regular success, 35 on 35. Uh, very good. I have a five. And so I'm not going to... He's not going to do anything special other than grab onto your ankle and basically lift his feet off the ground and act as dead weight to pull you off, which will require a strength roll from you to not get yanked off the side of the rock wall. <sighs> Me and my great strength. That's right. But that is a zero two. You hang on. You hang on. He definitely has a hold of your leg and um, you can feel his hand strength tightening around your ankle and you hear him yell something up at you. Like, it's it's in a different language. You assume it's Greek, Turkish. It's some sort of... Um, it's definitely not Italian, that's for certain. Does Simon know what he's saying? Do you, do you speak Turkish? No, you said Greek, though, so... I did. The two languages are roughly close. They're not exact, but they're in the same area. I say that as a Greek man. Understood. So Simon knows it's not Greek. Yes, they're in the same area code as far as uh, language goes. Area code's not known outside the States, of course. Anyway, so that is the end of the round. Um, but at, just at the end here, I will make note that, um, Fraser, you would see several of these men, these um, men in the long, dark uh, robes, are beginning to make what we would call landfall here. So they're beginning to land on the on the, st- on the stones below you. Not all of them are engaging in sort of this cross-cult fight. This is the kind of monstrous men that I was fighting um, up at the entrance you're talking about? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, um, I'm going to leave Simon to deal with those he's closest to, and I'm going to attempt to deal with the ones I'm closest to. Speaking of Simon, so to, to cap the stuff with Lady Elizabeth, basically until you get free of this man's grip, you will not be able to reach that higher plateau. And, you know, obviously we're, there's a, there's a great analogy there, but we'll, we'll make it later. Uh, and it's now Simon's action. As he, I assume you are going to be utilizing the Thompson again? Yes. Okay, so you are, you are plus 50, obviously, from the deck side. So you're, you're going to go before Miss Bellinger. That's why you went before her last round. And then I would ask, Fraser, just for clarity's sake, your dexterity is... 60. All right, so right now it's 110, so you'll actually act before Maggie will, too. Okay. All right, go ahead, Simon. So, Keeper, the one gentleman, well, I hesitate to call him gentleman, the one Fez has a grip on Lady Elizabeth's ankle. Oh, yeah. But is he enough disentangled that I can get a shot at him, or would it be shooting into melee? It would be shooting into melee. They are connected physically, so you, you would definitely run the risk with the Thompson of firing down on her And potentially hitting her. All right. Jim, ladies in trouble. And I shoot the one behind. Okay. You're going to, you're going to go after this one. Yes. Okay. And that's another seven. That's fantastic. Okay. So uh, given the weapon, roll your percentile dice twice and tell me if you get under 10. That's a one. Okay. So I want you to roll 2d6. Actually roll the second time for me just to see. That's a 20. Okay. So roll 2d6, and we'll deal with the rest of it in a second. That's only a 5 for the 2d6. Okay. So you shoot the one that you're aiming at, but as you you know, do that short, again, that short burst with the Thompson, there are several rounds, three to five rounds or so, that come out, come out of that gun, and they come out of it pretty fast. And one of them clips the, uh, the guy who is holding on to Lady Elizabeth. He takes the five damage. The other guy in back, uh, you drill directly through the head, and he falls and dies immediately. There's no damage roll there as the gun's lethality rating was rolled. So does the guy holding on to me let go? Nope. Damn it. No, we're a furious cultist. Mr. Fraser. Yes. um, So I uh, hear Simon shout to me and uh, see him shoot the guy with the fez that's a bit further down but there's still one uh, i'm assuming i can see that he's uh, he's got hold of uh, her ladyship oh yes uh, so i'm gonna try and get myself a step or two closer so that i can get a bead on him and uh, i'm uh, going to forego shooting these ones that are climbing up the rocks after me which is who i was planning on uh, dealing with and i'm going to take a shot at uh, at the guy that's uh, trying to pull her ladyship off the rock into the water. Now, they are combatants, sir, so you understand that you, you would be firing into a melee. 
I understand that perfectly, and I have a talent called BDI, which means I do not take a penalty die for filing into melee. Wonderful. That's what we like to see. And um, the same question um, I asked before stands here. How um, how close am I to this person? Am I close enough to get a bonus die for being in point-blank range, or am I just a little bit? I, I'll give you the bonus die. You're close enough now if you take a few steps closer and you change targets a little bit. Okay. Um, I will get close enough, and I will take a steady aim and fire. And that is a 34, which is a success. Very good, sir. Roll damage. Damage with my Webley is d10 plus 2. And that is a 10 plus 2. That's 12 points of damage. Wowza. Yeah, yeah. You fire into him, and he collapses onto the ground. Drops Lady Elizabeth, releases his hold. And so, Miss Bellinger... His hold is quickly replaced by the hands of one Miss Maggie Bellinger. Miss Margaret Bellinger's slippery fingers find her way to your ankles. Go on, then. It's your action. What would you like to do? Yep, that's what I want to do. I see him drop, and I just take his place. I, if he was still alive, I would have helped him, but fortunately he gave out on me. So now I alone will have to pull Lady Elizabeth off this rock. Another man failing to deliver for you. It's like a swan song that keeps playing. <laughs> All right, so if you would like to make a fighting brawl roll, you can. And this will be contested. Uh-huh. Which dice will fail me now? They might They might not. It knows a 60 over uh, 40. And I failed as well with a 52 over 35. Miss Bellinger, I'm going to play a hand of fate in your favor. And I'm going to make that a success. Oh, thank goodness. It's the only way I'm passing any rolls lately. And um, just when you possibly get just free, just free, Lady Elizabeth, you can you can feel, what the hell, Maggie's trying to grab you. And then you you steady yourself and your, your right leg comes up just a little bit. You feel her pull at your left leg and you feel it pull out of position. You, since you've made a strength roll already, you keep hold of the rock, um, but you're not going anywhere. Uh, and so... We'll move to Lady Elizabeth's action. I'm going to kick her. She's tried to get in my way before. She tried to hit me with my own cane once, so turn about fair play. She's trying to hold me back. I won't let anybody hold me back. Alrighty, so fighting brawl. And then Maggie, if you would like, you can either, I suppose, contest that with some sort of, you know, fighting back and then, uh, or dodge, if you would like. Can my fighting back be to grab the other leg? Like, of course, of course it can. Of course, it one can. in each hand. Okay, a nice maneuver. Yes. Why not? That sounds funny. It's not like I'll do it. It's not like I'll no, pass. We know. We know you won't pass. But <gasps> I succeeded twenty-eight under thirty-five. So uh, tw- twenty-seven under forty. So tie goes to Lady Elizabeth in this case. Then. Yep. Yeah, because because it's the the fight back, not the brawl, or not the dodge. So go ahead, roll a d three damage. <laughs> I never get to do this. So that's three. <laughs> that's fine. I have so many hit points. It's fine. I've got he- those, you know, 1920s kind of thick, chunky heels on my shoes, and it just like hits her in the nose or something. It definitely it definitely wounds her. You you likely it's not the, it's not so much the heel as it is the the flat, more flat of the foot that comes down on your forehead, Maggie. That that definitely is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That'll leave a little lump. It will. It will indeed. Uh so Simon, you have several potential targets moving in now. Um, So while Mr. Fraser did his best and right to sort of clean the slate so that way Lady Elizabeth could could, uh, continue to move up, he now has several combatants who are going to scale this spot. So, yes, James, you're being assailed on multiple fronts. Um, So a couple of gentlemen here are going to quickly outnumber you, and they're both going to attempt to use Fighting Brawl and to um, to pummel you about the head, neck, and shoulders. I will be trying to dodge out of their pummelation. Seems totally reasonable to me. If you'd like to make a dodge roll. Okay. So they uh, just f- sort of flailing at me with some sort of tentacle fists or something. Yeah. Yeah. So the first person that comes at you comes at you with just a, a regular fist. This, this gentleman to your right. I use the term gentleman very loosely. Uh, to your to your right comes at you with just a, a regular fist. The person on the left, though, reach is reaching his hand out, and a long series of tentacles are are leaping from his wrist to try to smack you about the face. Okie dokie. Um, 
Assuming I don't have to make a sanity roll for that horrible thing. You've seen it. You've seen one already, so you're good. Okay, cool. Um, I will try and avoid both of those. So my uh, dodge for the first one is a success. Normal success. All right. And then the second one. And I presume you're getting your bonus die on that for outnumbering me. I am getting my bonus die for outnumbering you. Happily outnumbering you. That is a that's a four for me. Oh, Christ. Okay, so I am looking for an extreme success on my dodge. So, okay, that's a 26. So that's a normal success. But it's a hard success. But did you get an extreme success? Or did I did. You get yeah, you did. did get an extreme success, which means it will do maximum damage. So I would need to spend 26. 15 points of luck in order to avoid that, which is precisely what I'm going to do. Ooh, very good. You somehow, some way, get out of the way of not one attempt on your life, but another which is downright horrific. Uh, You see at the end, just at the end of the tentacles that come at you, there aren't sucker points like you would normally find on a squid or something similar, there are long barbed hooks that come at you. Yeah, I think that was 15 points a lot well spent. Yes, I would agree with you. All right, Simon, you're up. Are both of those in combat with Jim? They certainly are in melee combat. Um, How close am I to Jim above him? I'd say you're probably a good 15 or so feet, give or take 12 to 15 feet. Would that be considered point blank? What's your dexterity? 80. I think it's close. 16 feet would be point blank range. So if you really want to make sure you have them both in point blank range, you'd have to move a little bit. I'm, I'm not trying to do both, but I'm trying to move point blank range so I can target one clearly, hope, you know, doing everything I can to not hit Jim. Yeah, well, I mean, your eyes are going to tell you pretty quickly which one of these two is the, the most dangerous. And that's the, the one here to Jim's left which is got now a, a four and a half foot arm that is multiple tentacles. And it, and it almost looks like there's a small gap that Simon is going to attempt to exploit there. Yeah, you could probably peek right out between these two, these two rock formations and probably put that Thompson to use. 24. And your submachine gun or your is what? 15, but as per the rules from last time, since I have 50 in rifle, I add 10, so that makes 25. So it gives you a single single point six by, by a success, so very good. Um, so go ahead and roll the 10% lethality. That's 100. Okay, so it doesn't go off, uh, so go ahead and roll 3d6. That's 15. It's also very, very loud for all of our fellow investigators who are right here. So when that gun goes off, it is supremely loud, but it definitely deals with the target at hand. And you watch this half-man, half-creature get pummeled by rounds, and he falls off the rock face and down into the water, where several cultists are continuing to fight. I will make a con roll. All right. So that man is not getting back up. All right, uh, Mr. Fraser, still with his gun out with intent to use, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. This fella beside me, um, I presume he is within striking distance. Uh, so if I can, I am going to um, jam my gun, um, my revolver up uh, under his his chin in his throat, and I'm going to pull the trigger and blow the back of his head. Yeah. Take your bonus die. Thank you. That is a 30. That's a normal success. All right. Damage from the Webley, please. Uh, A mere nine points of damage. Uh, So he falls back into the water, supremely wounded, and uh, does not look like he'll be getting out of the water anytime soon. Um, The gaping hole that you leave in his skull is likely evidence to that. And so what I'm going to do provided that I'll, I'll wait for I'll wait for the end of this round. Miss Bellinger, are you going to continue to pursue even after getting kicked in the head? Miss uh, uh, Lady Elizabeth, are you going to continue to try to drag her down or try another tactic? Oh, contraire, Mr. Diamond. 
Uh, same physical action, but different intended outcome. Instead of pulling Lady Elizabeth down, I'm going to try to claw my way up Lady Elizabeth. That's a climb roll. A very interesting one. Uh, I can't have her let her have the high ground. Go on, scale the aristocracy. There you go. Social climbing in action. I rolled an 11 under 20. See, the dice want what the dice want. And this is what the dice That's right. So, um, <clears throat> Lady Elizabeth, this is a climb roll, so it's not really something that she's using to do damage to you, that she's not grappling you or attacking you. She's simply using you as a surface to move over. And so Maggie climbs you like a tree. And if you weren't wet before, you are now, because she's still sopping, sopping wet. So I guess, Lady Elizabeth, you being the end round action, are you going to attempt to climb the rest of the way up with Maggie on top of you? Or are you going to attempt to shed her in some way? I'm going to try and shake her off. <laughs> I don't care if she falls. I just she needs to get off me. She's stopping me. Okay. I'm not strong enough to climb with, <laughs> with her attached to me like a limpet. So I think what I would say would be opposed strength rolls. That seems right. One's trying to exert strength over another. Uh-huh. It's not like I'm significantly stronger than you. I know, but I think it'd be great if you both failed. I did. Zero two. This lady, Elizabeth, you cannot get a good, keep a good lady down here. Nope, seems not. Uh, so you wriggle free. Perhaps, Maggie, you're just a little too slippery today. Um, and and she, she wriggles free, and you end up back on your feet on the landing below. And uh, Lady Elizabeth, you end up here on top of the ridge, finally, with the medallion. And now that you're on top of the ridge with the medallion, I'm going to have every single one of you make a sanity roll. It was bound to come to this. 48 under 66. You may be shocked by this, but I rolled a 77 over 40. I rolled a 67 over 38. And I rolled an 82 over 53. So Lady Elizabeth's the only one that passed this roll. And that was how the horror on the Orient Express campaign ended. I also think if I take more than three, things are going to get a little dicey over here. Because I've already taken some sand loss and my one-fifth level for the day is at 37 and I'm at a 40. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Very good. Um, Miss Bellinger, you're going to lose two points of sanity in this regard. Um, Lady Elizabeth, you lose one. Uh, Mr. Fraser, you're going to lose two. Oh, okay. Close shave. Indeed. And Simon, you're going to lose three. Now, the reason why you're losing sanity is just moments after your feet touch the top of this, all of you here in your head, what do you bring us in offering? A booming, multi, almost choir-esque voice that invades your brain. And so what I am going to ask for now for all of our investigators who failed, I would like you to make a very critical choice. And that is, you are going to have to make an, an one of two rolls. You're going to have to make a POW roll versus your own intelligence or an intelligence roll versus your own POW. What we're going to attempt to determine is whether or not you try to rationalize what you're going to experience or whether or not you take it as a emotional loss of perhaps a crisis of faith. Okay, so we make both rolls then. So let me read it to you so we get it. There's two options that you can you can choose. So you choose a path here. Each investigator who fails the sanity roll must oppose his or her intelligence with their own pow. Right? Each uh, as each tries to rationalize the despair of flooding through them because that's what's happening is you're being flooded with despair. So you can either rationalize the despair away, right, with intelligence, or you can attempt to bolster yourself with faith and basically telling yourself that it's not that bad. Okay, so if we roll our POW against our int, then that is indicating that we're trying to... That's the faith one, versus if we roll int versus POW, then it's reason. Correct. That is the rationalization that you're trying to make, Yes. So I guess what I would do if I were the investigators is the higher stat, right? Power is higher or intelligence is higher, right? And roll roll that. Well, if I was an investigator, that's exactly what I'd do. However, Mr. Fraser, 
is a man of faith. And despite the fact that his intelligence is higher than his power, he is going to use his faith to bolster him in this situation. And he is going to roll under his power of 55. Very well. Simon? Simon is actually torn because he likes to consider himself a man of rationale. But on the other hand, he's heard voices. He's dealt with spirits. So I wouldn't put faith as the... Um, faith in God, but definitely faith in spirits and voices and things from beyond. So he'll also do that. And that's a 19 under 65 for Pal. Alrighty. No, he's not rational right now. My Pal is a 1 under 75. Okay, so all of you pass. I haven't rolled mine yet. Oh, have you not? Well, please roll, sir. So rolling under 55. And I did pass. I got a 23. Very well. Statement stands as all of you have passed. That's really good. So you get flooded with utter depths of despair. And that is everyone pass or fail. So for you, Lady Elizabeth, it is something that you recover from relatively quickly. Probably a few moments before the rest of your party also recovers from it. In the air here, there are shapes they're almost translucent but there are things here at the top of this hill this island i think regardless of what it is lady elizabeth refuses to kneel or bow to anything so she's you know just going to stand there despite every instinct saying you should probably kneel or something no lady doesn't do that but she is going to hold out the medallion and say i say I bring you this. And she's holding it out, looking at the shapes in the air. Okay. They don't move. Do I feel the pull like I did from down below? No, the pull is over now. Mm. You're a little cold, like physically cold. Mm. Maybe from the water. Miss Bellinger, the cold is here for you as well, but in a different way. It's here somewhere. You can feel that grave cold, the one from Poissy. It's heavy in the air. It's here. You just have to find it. Does Maggie feel like she can move about? Yeah, you all have that. As the despair cloud lifts from any number of ways, whether it's, you know, Mr. Fraser telling himself that there are some truths that are are still, that still belong to, to God or it's a rationalization of the state that you were in. The cloudiness or so has been befallen. All of you seems to lift a little bit and your regular senses come back. And so, yes, Maggie, you are cold. That is one sense you get immediately. Yeah. I think Maggie would try to divining rod herself (laughs) towards wherever it is, mumbling something about like they promised it was here I know it's here because they told me they could give it to me if I gave them the medallion the medallion's here I practically brought Lady Elizabeth here owe it to me it's mine Keeper Mm -hmm. Simon is trying to focus himself from this depression and remembers he did make a promise are any of the other cultists still standing oh yeah they're fighting they're fighting each other now in the water how are they doing? I mean, I'm more than happy to let them kill each other, but... Yeah, I mean, that's basically what... You're starting to hear the, the sounds of struggles. You hear some gunfire over there. But yeah, they're they're chewing each other up. Uh, Simon's going to keep focused on the five of them. He's going to let everybody else do what they need to for the peace because he made a promise, so he's going to make sure that he's going to kill the last one standing. Okay. So you're going to roll a little bit closer down to get a, a better firing line on them. You'd probably come down a little bit closer towards Fraser. You're standing there, Lady Elizabeth, with the amulet sort of in hand. And you feel a force wrap around your right hand. It feels like air tightens. And for a moment, just for the a single solitary moment, it, sound, it feels like a handshake. Like someone's trying to shake your hand. And you hear it again. What do you bring us an offering? I'm genuinely not sure how to react to that. Understandably so. You're a little bewildered, maybe? Confused? Mm-hmm. Also just had a fight with Maggie. Yep. I'm going to have you make a power roll for me. Contested. 
zero five. Oh, very good. We tie. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we tie because um, because the range of their pow is so high. So I will take three points of magic from you, and the medallion pulls away from your hand slowly. And as it does so, you feel the pull to want to have it. You feel the howl of the wind around you, like in your ears. Um, But their pull is too great for you to hang on to, to even try. It's not a physical pull as much as it is almost a mystical one. That something detaches from you, something is removed. It's very liberating. (sighs) Just sort of a deep, shaky breath. And watching. You can see that, that these almost near translucent shapes move about this upper rock face portion. You can see some of them are down in the water. These these things are much, much larger than you first thought. Very large. Is it possible for me to scramble up the, um, the rock here to stand by her ladyship's side? That's where I feel I should be. Yep, absolutely. Um, you're able to join her on the, the top here. You see she's, you know, the her, her dress is torn in several places. Not not terribly bad, but bad enough. She's sopping wet like most of the rest of you are. And she has this, I think confused wonder is probably the best term for it. Um, she has this look on her face like, what is going on? Uh, while, while that has happened then, I guess... Maggie, I'm going to have you make a spot hidden roll because I kind of have the feeling that you're trying to douse your way to the next piece. Yeah. And you really don't care what's happening now. No. Because you really want to get the piece. Okay, 49 under 48, so I will spend my one point of luck. Fantastic. You spend one point of luck. Uh, So, Fraser, if you'd like to have an aside there with Lady Elizabeth, feel free. Um, yes, I will offer my arm uh, for her ladyship if, if if she needs it. Your ladyship, what's happening? I had to bring it here. It's here now. What are these things? They, they're like demons from out of hell or something. I don't know. And that sort of brings me back to myself a little bit with Fraser talking about demons again. <clears throat> don't be ridiculous, Mr. Fraser. There's no such thing as demons. Just still staring at the figures, though. Aye, well, whatever they are, I don't think they've our best interests at heart. What do we do? They said they'd help me if I brought it. What do you mean, help you? Take the weight. I don't understand. You're speaking in riddles, your ladyship. What, What do you mean, take what weight? Everything that's been holding me back, Mr. Fraser. And, And you believe them? They're not tricking you to get what they want? Telling you sweet lies to deceive you? Things you want to hear? Just sort of turn and slightly raise an eyebrow. Well, it's a little bit late for that now, isn't it, Mr. Fraser, one way or another? It's never too late, your ladyship. It's never too late. Do what your conscience commands, your ladyship, but be careful. And just turn and look back at the figures and just say, well... There's a... A sound that starts at the outer portion of these collections, rock formations at the top here. And there's a a vibration that begins to take hold on the floor. You can start to feel it through your shoes. It's low. It's not an earthquake for those of you who've experienced them. But there is some sort of movement that's happening. Do you feel that? I, I do. The ground is shaking. What? It's like something's coming. So the ground continues to reverberate with that sound. And the space in here gets flooded with a very strange sensation. It's almost like all of the, all of the hairs on your arms begin to stand on end just a little. And you feel a charge begin to grow in the air. I don't like this, your ladyship. I think whatever we have to do here, we should do it quickly and get out. A crack appears in the cave wall to the far east. 
you see that crack run very quickly down the side of the tunnel wall. Go flash a glance to Simon, who has a lot more knowledge of uh, exactly what this might portend. I'm not sure if Simon's even noticing at this point, unless this is really drawing the attention of everyone in the room. Yeah, I mean, a cracking cave wall is probably pretty loud, give or take. It's it's also a noise that you would be keen on hearing. You'd, you'd be used to hearing stuff like that. Are the four four remaining combatants are still engaged with each other? Well, there's there's more like two at this point. So, several of them, a couple of them have, have now died off, and it seems like the last two are intent on trying to win you know, this ultimate fighting that's going on. Jim, that's not a good sound. We're going to have to get out of here as soon as possible. Why? Where's Maggie? Speaking of, Miss Bellinger, you have made your way down off the rock form to a quiet little space just to the north where you have doused the coldest part of this cave and there encrusted in the limestone of this wall is a rather long piece of rock that simply does not fit the puzzle. You can see just through the lightest outer part of the limestone you can see a design which is not meant to be held in a geometric pattern and you get that spirit that rush of finding the next piece it grabs a hold of your heart and won't let go so it is you said it's encrusted in yeah, the wall yeah i mean one one could probably break it out of the wall yeah that's what i was thinking is that maggie would If there's something nearby that she could grab another hunk of rock or something, she would use that to start cracking away at it. You do so. With every strike, you hear a voice in your head, the Compte, urging you to keep going. We're almost here. We're almost here. Get it out. Get it out before they see. It wants to be freed. It needs to. After a few swift strikes, the outer casing of limestone collapses. And you see, a little bit tarnished, seemingly by time or stone, or perhaps the water that marks the cave, you see a leg waiting for you. The right leg. Maggie snatches it, holds it close to her. Okay. You take the leg, and you feel... Something else inside of you just reaffirm the correctness of what you're doing. And so, Simon, in your ears, one final time, that spirit arrives. And it's really just two words. And he says, time's up. There's still one standing. Do you want me to take care of it or you got it? It'll bleed out before it gets to leave. All right. I'll rush them along. I'm already on my way out. It was nice speaking with you. Hmm. Same. You you need me to clean up the bodies or you got this? No, I got this. Critter food. All good. Appreciate your patience. We'll be moving. Good. Don't come back. Wasn't planning on it, sir. All of the conversations that Simon's having, he's having out loud. Just to be clear. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so the group begins to, I suppose, move out of this main cavern space having done what they needed to do. If if there's any objection to it, any at all, do any more searching, you can. Uh, but it's very clear that Simon is leaving and he's urging everyone else to do so, especially after the cave cracking. Uh, y'all, y'all, it, it's time. Spirit's telling me our hour's up. We don't have to go home, but we can't stay here. The what? Never mind. Uh, your ladyship, we have to go. Come on, come on. Have you done what you need to do? Just give one last longing look back at everything. Here, take my arm. All right. Very well, very well. Always in such a hurry, Mr. Fraser. Maggie's contentedly clutching a leg. She is. Moving towards you guys. If it's possible to uh, grab Maggie's uh, clothing from out the water as we leave, then I'm going to try and do that. It is possible, absolutely. Because she's taking a very... likely a very circuitous way back around towards the front. I'm going to offer Miss Bellinger one last spot hidden wall. Okay. 
I do imagine that this the imagery of this is that Maggie's clutching the leg and so that her arms are covering her breasts yeah. and the leg is covering everything Basically. else. That's that's what I'm imagining too. Yeah. Ooh, nope, eighty eight over okay. forty eight. Fair enough. I would I would give you I would be I would be happy if you would like to push that roll. I mean I always love pushing a a roll, Mr. Diamond. So Maggie will stop, think to herself. I I just wonder, and so I'm gonna slope and kind of fall behind a little bit, and take a, another very intended intended look around. Okay, thirty two under forty eight. You do so. You take another intended look around, and when you do, just on one part of the shore, you come across another one of these junk piles, as there are many of these sort of small piles of things that have been placed here from who knows how long ago. Uh, And you find a rather short but curved blade that sticks out to you. And it has such a deft curve. It's small, small enough for an agile hand such as yourself. And the the thing that sticks out the most about this is the handle is made of this wonderful bone color and it's wrapped in a beautiful bluish green leather it twinkles almost as you see it no maggie maggie will will grab that intrigued by how how it how it looks and be holding that in one hand with her arms wrapped around the leg then and proceed out of the cave the best part for you miss bellinger is the blade and its sheath are warm to the touch And that is where I'm going to call the episode to a close. And so thank you so much for joining us in this episode of Horror on the Orient Express. I look forward to seeing our escape from the caverns next episode. 